Welcome, I'm Sirius Afshar, and this is the Wigo's Informal Economy Podcast, Social Protection. In this monthly podcast, we will discuss some of the most pressing issues related to the linkages between informal economy and social protection, including debates around workers' health provision, pension schemes for older workers, as well as childcare systems and other social protection policies for informal workers in order to improve their livelihoods. And in this month, I was in Togo, where I visited the Grand Marché, which you heard in the beginning of the program, and also I attended the workshop that brought together workers from the informal economy, representatives from the Togolese government, and civil society representatives in Lomé. In this episode, we bring you an interview with Lilian Napoe of the Danish Trade Union Development Agency. Lilian is the international advisor and head of the West African sub-regional office based in Lomé, where she has been supporting informal workers in their effort to expand social protection and in their attempt to form a coalition to push for social rights for informal workers. We talked about the struggle for informal workers in Togo to have access to social protection, the latest development in the country and perspectives ahead for this informal workers coalition that is forming around the demand for social protection provision. And now, without further ado, here is the interview with Lilian Napoe. Lilian, welcome to the Wigo's Informal Economy Podcast, Social Protection. Okay, so Lilian, what are the main challenges in social protection policies in Togo over the past decade that you could uh, observe? Actually, we started uh, assisting, supporting uh, tribunal centers in Togo to advocate for social protection for informal economy workers. In 2011, there was a new code which opened social protection to informal economy workers in the courts. But there was no tax law to say that they can effectively go to be registered. Mm. In 2012, there was law saying that, okay, now they can be registered as informal economy workers benefiting from social protection. But since then, nothing is going on. We tried to collect information about workers in informal economy. We had a list of those who are willing to be registered. Mm. And when we met the leadership of the Social Security Fund, we were told that they still need to uh, look for the mechanism which can help them to give access to informal economy workers because they don't know how they will do it. They need to learn from some others. And they were talking about 100 people five years ago and up to now. So the government doesn't know how to include these people and you have 
yes. these people in a you have a list of people but mm-hmm. the government doesn't know how to exactly people are willing to go they say they should pay their parts of employees and also employers as they are both what's the what's the percentage that they it have is, to contribute they say it is 21.5 from the employers and 4% from the employees as they are both it's like they don't have any employer for them so they have to pay for the two but still the window is not really open for them to go can you explain me a little bit about this this uh, registration desk that you mentioned the registration desk we started uh, doing lobby to give a unique counter or desk for informal economy workers as most of them are illiterate uh-huh. so we asked to have somebody or a desk which can help them to fill forms uh-huh. But because they don't have this mechanism, they say, they don't even open the desk for informal economy workers. I understand. I understand. So, okay. so, so your, your lobbying is to open this uh, registration desk yes. for informal workers. So, so you're trying to pass some sort of law or advocate for a certain legislation to regulate how this registration that's would work for informal workers is that it the law is already there opening in principle social protection to informal economy workers but practically they're not doing it but what we are asking for is to in their structure like to hire person who can help them to fill the form and to Uh, to be registered if they are ready because actually the social security form is not ready to open the window for mm. them and what kind of rights would they be entitled to if this registration desk was working as it should actually in togo there are three branches family benefits pensions and uh, professional group. but for the informal economy they can only benefit from two because they, are, they say that the professional risk like when you are going to work and you are coming back if you have a fortunate accident you will take care as a professional risk or disease but here they cannot because they say that they are on their own So they don't know when, they, if they are going to the uh, workshop or if they are going to work for themselves. They don't know, they, they don't have the tool to measure or to assess if they are going for their own personal things or if they are going to work. Uh-huh. So they, it is not included in this package of uh, social protection. Oh, right. So let's go back to 2011 when this code was revised. Yeah. Uh, so the um, the Danish yeah. Trade Union Development Agency yes. supported workers in Togo to advocate for the revision of the code. Uh, can you tell us a, a little bit more about this process and what was at stake then? Yeah, we started, I think, in 2009, 10 years ago now, and we met a lot of the leadership, the stakeholders, uh, we met the Ministry of Social Protection. We had a, a kind of coalition. We tried to involve also other trade union centers because we were in partnership with only one trade union center at this time, CNTT, and we tried to involve 
the others, we did a lot of stakeholders meetings, meeting time to time, all the stakeholders to discuss, to elaborate the advocacy plan. Also, we involved journalists to train them regarding social protection, to make them aware uh, about social protection and informal economy. What was the, the central point that you wanted to pass across when the law was being revised? Ah, it was to open social protection to informal economy. Huh. Because before that, a, a informal economy workers didn't have access to the social protection. Mm. And we were also supported by IQC Africa as a regional organization based in Togo. So you mentioned that you articulated with some trade unions. So what was the role of workers' organizations in the changes that you've observed in this code? I think that they were key in bringing all the problem, all the need of informal economy workers. Because at that time, if we go back, only trade union organizations were organizing informal economy workers. Mm -hmm. Yes. So they know their needs and they, and they also know that the informal economy workers are not covered by social protection. Right. So what lessons can workers' movement can take from other movements in advocating for better work conditions and social protection coverage for informal workers? I think that the first thing for me is timing. Because the advocacy was successful also because it was timely. All the international organizations, ILO, they were on the decent work agenda. And we were pushing for the decent work and also social protection. So it's timely if every the public opinion takes something very strongly. And if everybody, like every organization, are working together to push, they will succeed to move things, if oh. I can say that. It's like uh, building coalitions, uh, shifting public opinion. Exactly. It's like what yeah. uh, human rights or yeah. environmental yeah. movements they do. Yes, build coalition, bring people together and take the issue seriously, spread out the information to make uh, things move. Uh -huh. yes. So how do you observe the most recent organization strategies of workers? What is the CTIE role in this change? Okay, CTIE is the technical committee. It is the inter-union committee we put in place. Actually, we started in 2015 with all the partners in uh, West Africa, with HUC Africa also. And then we have tried to organize and to bring all the partners in Africa together to push forward for the adoption of the Recommendation 204. Our headquarters did the same in Copenhagen with all the trade unions around the world. And then when we came back after the adoption of the Recommendation 204, we said that we cannot stop there. We need to continue the work. The adoption of the Recommendation 204 is not a goal. It is not our aim. The aim is to continue to be formalized and to have decent work. So we continue our meetings. It is workshop, working session, workshop and meetings. And the meetings brought together 
the four trade union centers affiliated to ITUC Africa in Togo. So we started working with them. Then we evolved the two platforms of informal economy in Togo, Fenatracit and Fenazeli. And we continue the reflection about how to reformalize, about sensitization toward uh, informal economy workers, about their rights, social protection. And then in 2018, we have decided to create a committee which can push forward all our discussion. The board of the, this committee is uh, one of each member organization is represented in this board. So uh, the mission of the board is to promote decent work, to promote or to lobby for effective access to social protection for informal economy workers, and also try to push for formalization of informal economy. So the, Actually, all the organizations are represented uh, within this board of CTIE. It's good to work with them because we are in relation with the, the leadership and we ask them each time when we are having meeting to go to report. Okay, so to wrap up, we just finished um, this two-day workshop yeah. with workers from Togo to discuss and how to extend and how to organize around the expansion of social protection for informal workers here. And I would like to ask you, what do you think it will change as a result of this workshop and what do you expect as an outcome in the near future? Actually, this workshop uh, we just finished is a long process. When we attended to this the workshop, Organized by Viego last year, we elaborated an action plan on social protection. And now with this workshop, it was very clear that it motivates more participants. And now we have, after the review of the code, the relecture of this code, we have strategy, we have the actions, so we will continue and all the stakeholders, including workers who were at this workshop, are ready to go and I'm sure that they will do very soon. Excellent. Well, Liliane, thank you very much. Thank you, it was a pleasure. And if you want to learn more about the struggle of informal workers in Togo for the access to social protection, you will find links on the description of the episode. This episode number 9 on social protection in Togo was also recorded in French, where I spoke with Comique Swagny, coordinator of the StreetNet Regional Focal Point for West Africa and Central Africa. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and follow the latest updates from Wigo on our social networks, Twitter and Facebook. I am Sirius Afshar, and this was the Wigos Informal Economy Podcast, Social Protection. See you next month.